You are listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. We have come into the second hour of our show right now. It's 8 at 4 a.m. You're joined this morning by myself, Lawson. We've got Brett in the studio as hey, well. Hey. Producer Shell on the decks, getting it done. And right now, we are going to have our next quiz question. Yes, yeah, so this is our fourth question. It is, Pethuel was the father of which Old Testament author? Mm. So that's a tricky one. Hey. I believe Shell has a hint for us, though. Yeah, Shell, what's up? Well, earlier this week, we had a quiz question where you had to count this person. Ah. Uh, and yeah, somebody um, texted in that there were six in the Old Testament and six in the New. And if you look at those names that we brought up in, from the Old Testament from that question, do you remember the question, yeah, Lawson? Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I remember. Listeners, I hope you do too. But yeah, so one of those is not a name of a person, so that one doesn't count. So you've got... A, Five five names to choose from. So who mm. had this person as their father? Pethuel. Pethuel. Yeah. Pethuel was the father of which Old Testament author? You know, we should bring that back, that name. We mm. should bring it back, you know. You Brett, if you have more kids, if I have kids. Yep. First, uh, first born can be Pethuel. I think you're all right. I think you're in the clear for kids. Uh, but yeah, if, I, if any of us have, <laughs> have kids, we should, you know. Pethuel, Pethuel, bang yeah. name. Hey. The voice, the, the name means mouth of God or persuasion of God. Ah, oh, okay. So it's yeah. it, they're basically a, a holy, you know, a, a, I, oh, maybe I don't want to call them a businessman, but a, a someone yeah, who speaks someone who on can behalf. convince or persuade. That's right. In favor on of God. behalf of God. Yeah. Shout yeah. out Pethuel. If there's any Pethuels out there listening, let us know. <laughs> Give yeah. us a text to zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Well, there may be one of the the actual answers. Yeah, because that's not. Yeah, it's a more common. It's name. a more common. Name. That's yeah. right. And if you know what son. the name of Pethuel's son was, hey zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. That is the number to text. The reason you need to text this number is because we are having the draw every single day, including today at eight forty five a.m. We are going to be spinning the wheel. So again, that number zero four nine one. 064-669. And the prize for this week, the Atheism Prophecy by Ivan Myers, as well, mm. is an amazing. We have an awesome, awesome Voice of the Martyrs calendar as well. And this Double is definitely way. a book that you want to get because I, Ivan Myers, he's kind of getting into what we can see in terms of culture wars taking place mm. in the West, you know, culture, religion, ideology, both yeah. you know, with politics and and whatnot, how those things are affecting one another between Christianity, between mm. atheism, and but actually also how God speaks to that in yeah. his word. And he has some insightful information to share. So again, zero four nine one navigate the tif- difficult waters of today, hey. Yeah, absolutely. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. You're listening to the breakfast show this morning. We love when you guys interact with us. Send us in your thoughts about various different things. And mm. we have uh, Braden writing in about we're talking about Leah Thomas, the case of uh Trans athletes in swimming and how that has been an unfolding story over the last couple mm. of years. And now Leah Thomas has decided to sue the World Aquatics Federation or Association mm. to uh, basically sue the decision and the policy that they made to ban biological females from competing in women's swimming, yeah. basically, at the Olympic and World Championship level. Braden writes in, he says, First, I'll say I totally disagree that men should compete in women's sport and think a trans division is a good compromise like if you if you don't necessarily come from the background or maybe the conviction that you know trans ideology is a bad thing but can obviously and clearly see the advantages that men have like Mm. to have a 
to have a like a a co-ed category, a women's category, a men's category, and a co-ed category mm. uh, is yeah. I kind of I kind of agree here, even though I you know I don't agree with the trans lifestyle. I don't agree with mm. the trans ideology. I mean, if you do, it's better than just putting biological males into female yeah. sport. Yeah, that said, I'd love to see the um how much that gets watched, given that there's already talk about women's sport not always getting as much viewership as mm. as men's sport. Like, yeah. would a trans league really? Yeah. Be remotely profitable. Yeah, all viable, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Continues on here, it says, but I have heard it argued that some female athletes from certain areas in the world have higher testosterone levels than even many men, uh, which gives them advantage in certain sports over other women. Was an interesting thought, but also the men from the country are also better than most other countries in the same sports, so men and women should remain separate. And, mm. and this, is, this is the reality, is like, uh, if we... Try and make sports fair. Like, I think mm. that a divide on gender is, like, the best way to divide because outside of that, like, you know, it's certain sports have they have weight categories and height mm. categories and whatnot. But, you know, it just comes a time where, like, I will never be able to play in the NBA. Yeah. I'm too short. Like, I, I'm 5'7". I'm, five, five, I'm like, 5'7". I will <laughs> never be have the ability, no matter how much I practice, no matter how fit I get, mm. I will never have the ability to play in the NBA. And I'm okay with that. Like, yeah. that's that's my life because that sport caters towards tall people. Yeah, whereas uh, taller, heavier guys might have a more difficult time with motorcycle yeah, racing. Yeah, motorcycle example, racing, you know, you know, or like, yeah. And, and uh, LeBron James will never be like a horse racing jockey. Yeah. Like, this is yeah. the reality of, of sport. Like, the, there are some sports where you see a range of heights. Interestingly, we saw, you know, one of the fastest ever six, 60 meter splits in the 100 meters was set mm. by a 5'8 Chinese guy. So, like, yeah. like, one of the fastest sprinters in the world. You've got, like, the disparity between, like, Usain Bolt, who was, like, 6'6, six, 6'7, six, six, like, mm. a massive gazelle, versus, like, you know, the, some of the Chinese athletes competing who are making it to the finals of the Olympics. Like, yeah. you, you see on both sides, like, there are people who are able to compete. So, like, there is just a natural division of strength. Mm. Now, what it's been saying here is that there are some females who have more. Testosterone, the yeah, men, which is true, naturally, and it's like, well, okay, that's their that's their biological makeup, which mm. will give them an advantage in some sports and yeah. potentially not others. That said, though, there's still other variables that we've got to consider. Yeah, like for example, a biological woman will have a different bone structure. Like mm. typically, the, the most obvious one is the wider hips, the narrow shoulders than than your average man, mm. and um, you know these things also can play a fact uh, play a bit of a role. So muscle yeah. development, bone structure, it's not just your hormones, it's not yeah. just the testosterone or whatever. So yeah. There's a lot of factors to consider. Generally speaking, men will still have that biological advantage in a lot of these sports, especially strength-based sports. Mm. But, yeah, there's always some variability. Yeah, it's super interesting. Like, speaking on that, it's funny. I was, I was reading an article about distance swimming, like swimming the English Channel, mm. like that kind of distance, and that the average female is usually better at that oh that incredibly long-distance swimming. Yeah. The average female is usually quicker than the average male because of their bone makeup and structure and mm. like their their proportions like it, it just makes women being more buoyant just mm. in general like their buoyancy like with their wide hips and whatnot like they're mm. more buoyant in the center of their body and so it's mm. easier for them to swim like even though the in the olympics like in the 50 meter the 100 meter or the 1500 meter or whatever like yeah. the men's times always faster in that like you know that and and the top men are quicker than the top women yeah but in 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 terms of the average yeah. women are generally faster than men so it's like and i remember a couple of years ago there was this challenge where it was like you put your head up against the wall and you get a like <laughs> stool underneath you and you try to like stand up 
and all of my female friends could do it and like most of my male friends including myself couldn't do it <laughs> and it was just uh, reflecting the reality of oh, the, yeah. the strength and the weaknesses of the different bone makeup between men and women mm. but does that mean they should compete in sport together? Like no. Probably it, not. It, no. it doesn't and I think that it's it's good to have those distinctions and you know we were we were talking a little bit off air actually about certain sports you know there are regulations that are coming out in Australia mm. because of concussions like in in the NRL and in boxing and whatnot and how some sports leagues are considering like taking basically giving you a three month suspension if you mm. receive a concussion because of you know how how drastically that can affect you and there's been some really groundbreaking and eye-opening documentaries that have come out recently yeah. doing this like uh, for example Robbie O Davis a uh, you know Newcastle legend mm. we we have a broadcasting firm here at Lake Macquarie Newcastle region so mm. Robbie O Davis Newcastle footy legend is on TV saying like I don't remember the majority of my NRL career because of the amount of concussions that I've had like my brain just doesn't retain that information mm. I don't have those memories anymore and which is incredibly unfortunate and worrying. Yeah. Very worrying. And I think that if if those sports can go as far as like leaving the best man who ever played like so battered and bruised and scarred, should we be <laughs> then throwing women into that arena or should we be letting men compete with women in that way where they can yeah. where they can be so drastically and phys- like physically harmed. Mm. And the well, answer is obviously no. It's it's interesting society's running so far away from that Judeo-Christian morality that they don't really know where they seem to be running. Mm. They don't know where they're drawing lines anymore and it, it's a tricky thing. It'll be yeah. interesting to see where it leads. Yeah, and it's it's just like distinctions that see so seem so obvious, that seem so clear, that seem mm. so fair uh, are getting muddied mm. in the wake of yeah, just the age of feelings, I call yeah. it. This idea that what we feel we are transcends any objective measurable reality. And it's, it's you know, it's interesting. The wisdom of God is foolishness to those who are perishing. And mm. the, the wisdom of God is so clear in this case. Mm. Yeah, very interesting. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Connect with us on 0491 Listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. And right now we are going to get into our Bible study. Interesting discussion. If you have any thoughts on on this, any information about distinctions between men and women that contribute to this mm. conversation, oy, let us know. 0491-064-669. we got to mm. also say, you know, we're speaking from a male perspective, um, but we love women. Like yeah. we're, we're, we're love, we, we love women. We're we about do. women. We're, we're, pro, we're pro women in, in every sense, uh, yeah. in, in, the, in, the, in the sense that, yeah, we love and support and cherish women and think women are fantastic. And, 100%. Uh, and, and, yeah, and I think, you know, you guys can tell, and if anything, our concerns are coming because we are in support of women. Yeah, we want women to be able to have the ability to fairly participate in these sports. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. Shell will call us out if we say anything too risque, won't you, Shell? That's right. Yeah, thanks, Shell. Thanks, Shell. Hey, listening to The Breakfast Show, and let's get into our psalm for today. Now, Mm. we are particularly looking at the overarching topic of singing the Lord's song in a strange land, and then today, has his promise failed forevermore? Mm. This is a fantastic question. This is a great uh, outset for a Bible study and something interesting to look at because from reading some of the psalms that we've been over so far throughout this week, you could maybe say or consider that they potentially have. You know, yesterday we looked at uh, the topic of where is God? And we looked at often the psalmist going through very drastic and, and heavy situations 
and calling out to God and then seeing no immediate change in their circumstances mm. and saying, is, is God not here with me? Yeah. You know, is, is God not, is not, is God not walking with me? Has God forsaken me? Has mm. God left me? And these are really important questions for us to, to ask because well, how should we process? How should we consider looking around us and seeing, you know, difficulty, violence, struggles, mm. suffering, all these different things. It's it's been the question of many a psalmist, many a many a prophet as mm. well before God. You know, my mind immediately immediately goes to the like of like Habakkuk. Mm. He's like there in his nation seeing the violence unfolding in Judea mm. and seeing the looming threat of the Babylonians and he's like, Ooh, God, yeah. are you are you willing to let this violence be sustained? Mm. Super, super interesting. Yeah, and the fact that this stuff is even in the Psalms, mm. um, in a way, is encouraging to us today, the idea that we can express our doubts and that it, it's normal, in a sense, to go through these these periods of, well, where are you in this God, mm. I suppose? Like, it's an encouraging thought that um, God lets us ask those questions, that God is okay with us asking those questions, but mm. God, he comes through, right? Yeah, he leads the, us through those. Tr- those those questions uh, were written in the Bible under inspiration. Mm. You know, they were expressed, and and it was something that God wanted for us to see expressed. You yeah. know, in His Word, because of how ultimately relatable it is. Mm. Uh, how you know, I, I I just think of even the the new story that you shared this morning about like the the lady being stabbed by mm. like a paint scraper, and yeah. and you could be in that moment, and you could ask those questions like. Where is God in that situation? Mm. You know, when when an innocent old elderly woman is being like brutally attacked by someone that's even known to her, like mm. just awful. And what's beautiful is that I think that in a sense God did really show up, and I think that there was uh, you know a beautiful result to that that there was people who were willing to mm. help her to restrain her attacker, all of these things. But I guess in the moment, like it's a, it's a very very uh, a very in the moment kind of mm. situation and you can see all of that unfolding but sometimes these uh, difficult circumstances that we find ourselves in extend out to longer than what we can really see and what we can yeah. observe and sometimes god works in unexpected ways like what mm. you just said actually reminded me of um of a story i heard once it's a bit of a like a parable not a biblical parable but mm. um basically it's a story where there's there's this guy on a roof Mm-hmm. And he's he's a devout Christian, and there's a flood. He's climbed up to the roof to ex- escape the flooding, mm. and um, he's he's saying, "God, please save me." A guy comes mm. along in a boat and says, "Get in my boat, mate. I'm going to save you." Yeah. He says, "You know, oh, um, I, it's all right. God's got this. He'll save me." Another guy comes along in a bigger boat. You know, oh, mate, come and get in my boat. God's, <laughs> the guy's like, "Oh, God will save me." Someone comes along in a helicopter when the water's getting really close, um, and they're like, "Get on, mate. We'll um, we'll save you." And the guy goes, "Oh, look, I've, God's got this. He'll save me." And then, you know, because it's a bit of a, uh, it, it doesn't have exactly perfect theology, but basically then the guy's at the pearly gates and he asks um, he asks God, well, where were you, God? I, I drowned. Like, what, what, where were you in that? And God says, well, I tried to save you three times. Yeah, wow. You know, <laughs> um, it's funny how God works mm. with the people around us a lot of the time. And that story with that woman, you know, at the end of the day, people came to save her, even mm. though she was in a situation where anyone would ask, well, where's God in this situation? Yeah. Um, ultimately, God did send help. That's right. God God reacted, and it's yeah. beautiful. And God is 
is continually reacting. He, yes, God is overall, he is sovereign. He is mm. perfect. But simultaneously, like we have free will and agency, mm. which God reacts perfectly and lovingly to. Yeah. And I mean, the ultimate example of that is Jesus hanging on a cross, right? Mm. Like his perfect love is seen in his reaction to sin. We're going to be looking at a psalm this morning, Psalm 77, to decipher and work through a time in which the, the psalmist, we have Asaph here, who is often credited with a few of the psalms that are pretty bleak, like mm. where is God, where is he working, <laughs> you know, what, what has he done, where did he go? Mm. Uh, we're going to be reading this psalm of Asaph and getting some perspective. Has God failed mm. or is he with us? Do you want to pick it up in verse 1 and we'll just start reading through? Let's do it. So I'm reading from the New King James Version. It says, I cried out to God with my voice, to God with my voice, and he gave ear to me. In the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord. My hand was stretched out in the night without ceasing. My soul refused to be comforted. I remembered God and was troubled. I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. You hold my eyelids open. I am so troubled that I cannot speak. I have considered the days of old, the years of ancient times. I call to remembrance my song in the night. I meditate within my heart, and this my spirit makes diligent search. Mm. Will the Lord cast off forever, and will he be favorable no more? Has his mercy ceased forever? Has his promise failed forevermore? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he in anger shut up his tender mercies? All right. Let's let's stop there. Yeah. I think that, that's, actually, that's actually the the form of the psalm, and then it gets here. Says so like Salah, you know, and it's like there's a there's a break, and then there's yeah. a resolve over this. But hey, we start off here. I cried out to God with my voice. Mm. He, he repeats that twice. Like, and we know in in Hebrew literature, this these repeating, you know, repeating lines. Very, they don't have mm. exclamation marks. They put in yeah. these repeating lines to give emphasis. Yeah, uh, they don't capitalize or whatnot. You know, the English conventions. Mm. Uh, mm. They, he says, "I cried out to God with my voice. To God with my voice. Like, yeah, I cried out to God. I, and He should have heard me. Yeah, I did it loudly. You know, I emphasized it." And he gave ear to me in the day of trouble. I sought the Lord and my hand was stretched out. My soul refused to become like Mm. he's going through here. He's saying, I remember God. I called out to God. Mm. Uh, But then we come to verse four and we see here, I'm so troubled. I cannot speak. Yeah. And he's not sleeping either. Right. You hold my eyelids open. Yeah. He can't find any rest. He can't. Yeah. Yeah. He is in he's in a state of deep distress mm. you know uh, we see at the end of verse three as well i remembered god and i was troubled i complained and my spirit was overwhelmed mm. like we are seeing here asaph and uh, this is like very i think reflective of some of the situations we end up in you know whether it's uh personal you know i call it like personal emotional persecution mm. people are met with very difficult circumstances around them and there's times where we can really start to deteriorate emotionally yeah. uh, to feel like, oh man, what should I do? What should I go? Like almost like in a, in a panic attack kind of sense. Like mm. what would I even do in this situation uh, from, from the hopelessness around them? I think it could be an internal and interior pressure that's, that's creating this or, but that those interior and internal pressures can be put on by external pressures. You know, mm. I think of 
ASAF, you know, potentially in his decision. Like, I just, man, living in the ancient world would be so... I mean, this is even a case today, but living in the ancient world where it's like you're protected by a bunch of walls and if, like, a big army comes and just hops those walls and destroys them, like, you're yeah. over, like your life's over. Or even yeah. just surrounds them and lays seeds, cuts like, off your supplies. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Your, li- your life is just over. Like, yeah. life is... Or you catch a cold and just die. Mm. Like Well into even the 1600s, it was the custom that if a city was taken... Um, the soldiers would get like three days of plunder. That, that was so, you know, if your city is taken, it's a scary period immediately after that too where, you know, everything can be taken from you. That's right. Uh, including your life. And Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. it's pretty crazy. And so it's, it's this person, ASAP, is very much reflecting the, the, the anxieties, mm. the difficulties of the time. And he's asking mm. the question here. It's like, like, will the Lord cast off forever? Like, where is God in this situation? Yeah. We're going to pick it up in our next segment. We're going to be reading all about it, getting some perspective. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. And right now, guys, we have our final quiz question for today. Of course, we have our draw at 8.45 a.m. today as well. Yeah. We have a draw every single day. But, hey, get that final question for us, if you could, Brett. Yeah. So this is a multiple choice question. So according to the Apostle Paul, how would how should you speak to an elder man? The answer uh, could be A, harshly, B, politely, C, with rebuke, or D, like a father. So once again, according to the Apostle Paul, how should you speak to an elder man? Harshly, politely, with a rebuke, or like a father. Yeah, guys, and that's A, B, C, or D you can write in there. Or you can just write the answer, you know, Mm. however you're feeling. But we would love you to write in. This is your final opportunity to get in for the prize this morning, the Atheism Prophecy by Ivor Myers. Again, that number 0491-064-669. That is the number to text. You are listening to The Breakfast Show. And right now, we are going to get back into the Psalms, Psalm Mm. 77. And... Just explore, unpack the deep anguish that Asaph is feeling mm. in his situation here to the point where he starts asking the questions. You know, he says, he opens the psalm saying, like, I, I called out to the Lord. Like, I called out to him. He heard me. Mm. I know he heard me. Like, he always hears. The Lord always hears. The Lord always listens. All of these things. But I'm still in the midst of my struggles I'm in the midst of my trials. I've fallen short in, in, mm. in well, I'm falling short. I'm, I'm slipping under, you know, and we could just imagine as we were exploring a little bit before that song there, uh, all of the reasons as to why in particular he's, he's struggling so much, you yeah. know, living in, in a, uh, not a medieval time, but <laughs> a, in the ancient, you know, the, the period of ancient Israel, yeah. uh, all of the different pressures that he could have. And he begins to then ask the questions like, will the Lord cast off forever? And will he be favorable no more? Mm. Has his mercy ceased forever? Has his promise failed forevermore? Has God gotten forgotten to be gracious? Has he in anger shut up his tender mercies? Mm. And I reckon that gives context to verse three, doesn't it? I remembered God and I was troubled. Mm. I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. Mm. Like, Clearly, he's remembering how God's worked in the past. Yes. And he's, he knows that. He knows that God's been there, but now God is conspicuously absent, or at least yeah. it seems that way. Yeah. And he's going, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah absolutely. It It kind of reminds me like, oh, man, like um, so I, 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 I get some ankle issues sometimes, and mm. and I uh, 
roll my ankles occasionally. I, I like I got some 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 problems with them. At, like at, well, at one point, twenty twenty two, I rolled my ankle so hard it broke it, and it was mm. like. Rough, rough gig. But then, you know, I rest it and whatnot. And then my ankle's doing really well and I'm going on walks and it's like, and it's like, oh, there's, there's no problems here. Like I'm Mm. living my best life. And then you, uh, get back out on the court, uh, Mm. play some basketball and then I'll like roll my ankle or I'll roll my ankle Mm. doing something. And all of a sudden there's that sharp pain there and then it lingers and, and those mind that, 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 that feeling comes to my mind. It's like, oh, like I forgot. What it was like to be, you know, to to have health, to be looked after. Now yeah. it's gone, and I'm just struggling deeply. Mm. And it's like, oh, and you start to appreciate like all the times, like, oh, I was able to do stuff because my ankle was okay. Or you know, people talk about that when they get sick. You're mm. Sick, you know, you get a blocked nose, and it's like, it's like I can't even remember. What, well, I, I know I used to have an unblocked nose, but what was that even like? You know, just not being mm. sick or whatever. Maybe in this case, uh, Asaph's writing, and he's like, man, like. Like, I remember the mercy and the work of God, but where is he now? Now that he's gone, it's, he yeah. seems so distant. Yeah. And he's wondering why. Yeah. You know, has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he in anger shut up his tender mercies? Like, mm. what, what's going on here? But then he, he starts to, to give some resolve. Do you want to pick it up for us in verse 10? Yeah, let's do it. And I said, this is my anguish, but I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember your wonders of old. I will also meditate on all your work and talk of your deeds. Your way, O God, is in the sanctuary, who is so great a God as our God. You are the God who does wonders. You have declared your strength among the peoples. You have with your arm redeemed your people, the sons of Jacob and Joseph. Wow, that's powerful. Mm. That's powerful. And this has a very classic line in it here you know in this resolve your way O god is in the sanctuary who mm. is so great a god as our god and yeah i think if we reflect on what the sanctuary represents mm. what it represented to the people you know he's he's seeing all this this turmoil potentially injustice around him mm. he's, he's experiencing difficult heartache and harshness but then remembers like mm. hey god like despite this God does have a plan. Yeah. He hasn't forgotten. He he hasn't failed forevermore. He isn't in like he hasn't left this situation. If God doesn't work today, he does well, which he I believe he is. He's working every day. Mm. But furthermore, he has a greater plan. He has a greater resolve to this entire situation and he points to the sanctuary yeah. as revealing that and that's because of well what the sanctuary ultimately represented the services of the sanctuary you have the daily sacrifice you know mm. putting your sin in the sanctuary via the sacrifice of the lamb you have the yearly sacrifice as well the day of atonement yeah the judgment the dividing of all things where mm. sin is ultimately removed and ceases to exist and we see very clearly in the bible that these sanctuary service are a reflection of very real actions that god is working in heaven and yeah. here on earth and the sanctuary ultimately is a message of God trying to get closer to his people, trying to restore yeah. that relationship, right? That That's sin right. has sundered. Yeah. And, um, you know, I like that in a way that when he's saying your way, O God, is in the sanctuary, he's also talking about God's way is to be close to us. God's yeah. way is redemption and reconnection. Yes. Um, and restoration. Yeah. Redemption, and, reco- reconnection, restoration, and yeah. furthermore, even even judgment. Yes, that's true. Making all things right. Yeah. Sorting out all things. You know, Fixing I feel it. like if you were ever in a time in which you felt like, oh man, there's this injustice on the in the world, mm. the sanctuary proves to us 
you know, through this judgment that God will ultimately see out. Again, we, we see that the, the ceremonies in the sanctuary represent a, a greater reality of what yeah. God's doing in heaven. And we see that God is causing, he will judge mm. the earth. He will make things right. He will judge fairly as well. He will judge lovingly. He will mm. be, the Bible says, he will be in favor of the saints. Yeah. And the turmoil and the anguish that we ex- uh, experience today, whether it's from the oppression of others or from the natural elements of life or whatever mm. it may be, things will be made right because of his judgment. And oh, that man. judgment is reflected in his sanctuary. Yeah. And on a, on a slightly different note as well, although still uh, relevant, mm. I really like how in verse um, 11, you know, he talks about, I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember your wonders of old. Mm. And then in verse 12, he goes on, I will also meditate on all your work and talk of your deeds. Mm. So even through whatever he's going through, like these struggles, this suffering, um, he's saying, God, I remember everything you've done for us and I'm still going to talk about you. I'm still going like talking mm. of your deeds. He's going to share the greatness of the God of Israel, right? Mm. Everything that God has done. And um, that reminds me a bit of um, the hymn, It Is Well With My Soul. Oh, classic. Um, like I won't get into all that because we don't have too much time, but mm. the author of that hymn wrote that hymn after his business like burned down. He lost his entire family in a, sh- uh, a ship sinking. Wow. The guy went through like crazy time. Mm. Uh, Horatio Spafford, his name was. Mm. And... Um, this this guy sung this song. It is well with my soul. Yeah, wow. you know, no matter what God, what what's happening, it is well. Basically, I trust God, and I see that in this message, right? Mm. Asaph saying, no matter what his anguish is, and he's he even says in verse ten, and I said, this is my anguish. But you know, despite what he's going through, he knows that God's there for him. He knows Absolutely. that God, and he wants to share that. Yeah, even in his suffering, that's yeah. pretty powerful. It is incredibly powerful, and I love the way this this line really gets me. Verse fifteen, where it says here, "You have with your arm redeemed your people." Mm. the sons of Jacob and Joseph. He is looking back to the redemption of the Exodus, yeah. you know, leading the sons of Jacob and Joseph out of captivity, but he is also looking forward to yes. the ultimate redemption of the world. God has worked throughout all time. It's beautiful. Yeah. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. You are going to say thank you right now because we are about to spin the wheel where we will have a winner. So good job for everyone who's playing the quiz today, mm. but we are going to have a winner for today's quiz. Right. Shall spin, spin that, that wheel. wheel. Here we go. It's spinning. Oh, it's spinning. It's spinning. It's slowing down. It's finding a winner. Oh, here we go. And here we go. Congratulations to Valme for winning the prize today. The Atheism Prophecy, How Christianity Fueled atheism mm. guys excellent like congratulations Valmet. you're also going to be getting a voice of the martyrs calendar as well we're going to send that through to you but thank you everyone who played the quiz today and tomorrow will be your final chance for this week we have been mm. spinning the wheel all week this week usually we just do it on friday but we've done it every single day and so you guys need to get in for the final day as well you're listening to the breakfast show here on faith fm and let's go through some of the answers for our mm. quiz let's do it so question one was in romans 9 paul said it is not those of physical descent who are god's children but the children of what the answer is the promise children of the promise question two was to fill in the blank for god is in heaven and thou upon the earth therefore let thy words be few yeah which is found in shut up basically yeah. it's like, it's like <laughs> I, I love this verse like and this is this isn't god speaking here this is mm. from ecclesiastes this is the opinion of, of solomon like one of yeah. the greatest wisest kings who ever existed <laughs> who had like access to to all of the creature comforts like everything you could possibly have access to mm. 
and, and the power that you could possibly have in the ancient world, he did. And he's just like, hey, look, like God's in heaven. You're on earth. Yeah. So shut up. Like, <laughs> like, let your words be for you. Yeah. Powerful. Yeah. yeah. Well, question three. How many brothers did David have? The answer is seven. He was one of eight. He had seven brothers. So, yeah, there you go. Number four. Pethuel was the, the name that we want to bring back, by the way. Pethuel was the father of which Old Testament author? The answer is Joel. So mm. the name Joel is still going strong, if nothing else. Know a few Joels. Yeah, I've yeah. never absolutely. met a Pethuel. Yeah, and, and why not? Like being God's mouthpiece. Like yeah. that's powerful. Let's bring, let's bring let's it bring back. Let's bring it back. Anyone, like, if you've got kids on the way, Pethuel, lock Pethuel, it in. Pethuel, 100%. We'll, um, we'll, we'll sponsor you to do it. No, we won't. Like, we, Come on, we, Faith we'll, FM. We'll, we'll interview you. That's right. We'll sponsor you with a, a pat on the back and encouragement yep. to, to, uh, to, <laughs> to name your kid Pethuel. Mm. Oh, that's awesome. Very cool. And number five, last question. According to the Apostle Paul, how should you speak to an elder man? The answer was D, like a father, which is found in 1 Timothy 5 verse 1. Yeah, that's interesting. It's not harshly or with rebuke mm. or even like it says politely here. It says like a father, which I think, man, speaking to, to an elderly person like your father, it's like it could come with rebuke. Mm. It could come with harshness. It could come with politeness. Yeah. Uh, but it's ultimately with that respect yeah. that a father deserves. Absolutely. You know, and, and it's it's good. Like, I, I'm really blessed to have, a, like, a great relationship with my dad. Mm. We call and we talk to each other. And, and um, I think people observe mine and my dad's relationship and they see us rather than as a father and son. They see us more as friends than anything mm. else. Like, we really, like, we, you know, we make fun of each other and we, we're, like, pretty tight but yeah. at the same time like there is respect that i have for my dad like my dad's a man you know he, yeah. he's he's a great guy um and yeah there's definitely a level of respect that i need to to show him yeah. and and that's how you should be towards like it says you know elder men um and i think elder women as well like to to show mm. people uh who are of age respect because of their experience because of their know-how and and whatnot like they deserve it Absolutely. Mm. So, yeah, congratulations, guys, for for those who sent correct answers in, did a great job. Yeah, really, really good work. You mm. are listening to The Breakfast Show. We have come to the end of the show. Here we are. Brett, we have raced through this show this morning. Yeah. Uh, God has blessed us with some time reflecting on news, reflecting on the Bible and whatnot. But mm. uh, we've got an interesting text message here. Uh, coming in from Wayne, mm. that I'd like to read and just talk a little bit about. Let's do it. Uh, he says, just a feeling. Uh, this radio station is, you know, teaching the word of God and God is love. Um, is it possible for the hosts of the radio to not be so opinionated when it comes to people's character? Mm. Uh, if I was transgender, and this was referencing to the story we talked about, Leah Thomas yep. and trans people competing in women's sports, like biological males mm. competing in women's sports. Um, if I was transgender and the hosts say I don't believe in them, um, I'd feel pretty low. Mm. Uh, can we read the news in God's words, which doesn't separate people in categories? After all... Um, you know, we weren't ever the ones uh, to come, you know, to the sanctuary. We we are all sinners. Uh, mm. Maybe I could explain it better on the phone. And, and yeah, I I, I, I want to just talk about the sentiments that, that Wayne's sharing here. I want to thank you for your text message that you've yeah. sent in. I also want to say that we 100% here at Faith FM, we try as much as we possibly can to, to share what we share through the light of God's love uh, and through the light of God's word. And what does God's word say? It says that we have all sinned mm. and we have all fallen short of the glory of God. Yeah. And, you know, I did say in that segment, I, I said that I, I don't 
believe in or I don't agree with trans ideology. I don't believe that that's a a good or positive way to Mm. live your life. Does that mean I... I hate trans people or does that mm. mean that I hate trans people or gay people or even, you know, if I think of other ideologies that I don't agree with, like I'm, I'm not Islamic because I don't believe that Islam is, mm. uh, is, is the, is a, is the correct or right religion to be yeah. a part of. Uh, same with, you know, I could, I could list a whole bunch of things that I'm like, yeah. I don't agree with this ideology or communism and Marxism or like yeah. all these things. It's I, possible to love the person, isn't it? And to value right. their humanity while disagreeing with their beliefs. That's right. And the trans ideology has become a belief system. That's right. This idea that you can change your gender and that, that like, all of these different things. And mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot to get into with it. But as Christians, you know, I believe we the, the orthodox position has always been that God created them male and female, male right? Male and female, absolutely. Um, and, and so we, we tend to believe and affirm that God created us. We were fearfully and wonderfully yeah. made is another text that comes to mind. We were made in a very specific way. Yeah. And those people are still valuable. If people are struggling with gender dysphoria, yeah, that that would not be pleasant, right? That would be awful. Absolutely. However, there is still a there is still a biblical way to do these things. That's right. Mm. Yeah, and and I think the the existence of gender dysphoria doesn't like disprove that God created them a certain way, but it mm. reflects rather the world of sin that we live in, and whether it's um you know tra- and I think that walking down the trans lifestyle, subscribing to that ideology, puts us at, mm. at odds with God's will, which is yeah. what sin is. Uh, you know, if we look at some other categories or types of sin, whether it's for example lying, if mm. I am called out for lying. I should feel low. Yeah. I should feel like, you know what, like this is actually a problem. Mm. And how do I solve this problem? I go to the person who loves me more than anything else. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And who wants a better way, right? That's right. He lived, he died, he resurrected, he gave his life for me. I look Mm. forward to heaven in the future in which I'll spend eternity with him. But And right now, furthermore where I can come to him and experience change and growth in my life mm. because of this. And so, yeah, we wanted to talk about this comment. We wanted to just make some clarifications and say, like, yeah, look, we, you know, maybe potentially if we can own up to anything, maybe we should have qualified it a little bit more by saying, like, yes, we love these cute people, we care about these yes. people, but we have to say, because as God says, mm. like, that there there is a right way, yeah. there is his way, uh, there is truth that we mm. should follow and subscribe to, and yeah. and if anything, like we, you know, there are sometimes where God talks about sin in a harsh way. Yeah, he because talks, it's ultimately a narrow way, right, to follow right. Christ. It's not the wide, easy way. That's However, right. you know, there is a right way, and yeah. that's that's why I love with Christianity. There's these two aspects to salvation, right? Justification, mm. um, which is the the key to salvation itself, but also sanctification as a lifelong journey with Christ. You know, that's why God's law exists ultimately to draw draw us closer to Him, to understand Him better. Absolutely. So yeah, thank you for giving us the opportunity. We could thanks for that text message, Wayne, and we can talk about it here on mm. on the air and give some share some perspective. Uh, we also just before the show finishes, we want to extend an offer to you absolutely for free. I've got the book Engage here. It's mm. Faith That Matters that by Nathan Brown. How we can engage with Christ in our lives and actually see that growth and that change within ourselves to overcome the sins that are holding us down and keeping us from Him. Yeah. Hey guys, thank you for listening to the show. Give us a text to 0491 if you want that book. Just write the word book. But guys, remember to talk faith, to live faith, to act faith, and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ. Yeah. God be with you till we meet again. God be with you till we meet again. Thanks. 
for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.